0: This is a Village Soundcast Network original production. Welcome to Turning a New Leaf, where we discuss the changing face of Canada as it prepares to legalize and regulate recreational cannabis across the country. Turning a New Leaf is produced by the Village Soundcast Network, and I'm your host, Sean King. Enjoy. So welcome to this week's show. And this week's show is a bit special. Today's guest is the city of Amsterdam. That's right. I found myself in Amsterdam with a handful of friends. And of course, it seemed like the perfect time to investigate the cannabis culture that exists there. And of course, compare that to what we think the cannabis culture will be like here in Canada. Of course, since the last episode, there's been all kinds of news uh, in Canada. The passing of Bill C-45. And uh, and now an official launch date of legal cannabis, which I believe is going to be October 17th, 2018. So mark that date and we'll see how things go. I just wanted to share Justin Trudeau's tweet on the day that the C-45 bill was passed. It says, it's been too easy for our kids to get marijuana and for criminals to reap the profits. Today, we change that. Our plan to legalize and regulate marijuana just passed the Senate. Of course, all sorts of comments on Trudeau's tweet from people who think our kids are in big trouble to those who think this is the right move. It remains to be seen. So big news since the last time our episodes aired. And, uh, and I will tell you that the time that we spent in Amsterdam was a little bit surprising. It was not at all what I thought. And um, I think what we'll do is we'll we'll jump there. You'll get to listen into how we spent a few days and uh, my interview with a few folks there, including someone that worked in one of the local coffee shops, which is where you can buy legal marijuana there. And uh, I guess you can have a listen for yourself and we'll make some conclusions towards the end. Uh, so welcome today's guest, the city of Amsterdam. So I'm sitting here in a cafe in Amsterdam with a couple of friends who uh, have decided that they will introduce themselves. On a first-name basis.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Al.
2: Yeah, I'm Steve.
0: And we've all come here from, uh, we've all arrived here a couple of days ago from Canada for various reasons. And uh, and we have been able to date to experience a little bit of the uh, culture here in Amsterdam. But what we haven't realized was uh, what the rules here were actually like. And it seems like a great time to have a conversation about that related to the rules as they will be. In Canada so first before we get into all the rules of Amsterdam I'm curious to know what you guys knew about the rules related to cannabis use in Amsterdam and if it is at all what you thought
2: yeah I would have you know in my minds I would have thought that uh, consumption was something that would be allowed anywhere at any time in any space indoor and out Um, that has not been my experience in fact uh, I would say that uh, smoking outside of anywhere other than a cafe is shunned. I, I think the culture uh, doesn't appreciate it.
1: Yeah, you know, that was the amazing part, I think, for us, because I think we all had the same idea that, hey, we're coming to, to Amsterdam. Yeah. It's like you're falling over it in the streets, and it's been hard getting used to the these places you can buy this and this. You can get booze here but you can only get marijuana here and you can only smoke it here. We're sitting in a cafe right now that uh, has a sign on it that says no tobacco. So in this cafe, you can only smoke marijuana, but if you want a cigarette, you got to go outside. And you can't walk the streets with your marijuana, which we were doing thinking that was okay until we were told otherwise.
0: So safe to assume then it's not what we thought at all. So I'm like you guys. I thought for sure it was legal. I have always been led to believe that and come to find out that it is is in fact not legal at all. It's what do they call it? Decriminalized. Uh, Meaning that as an individual, you are allowed to have less than five grams on you at any one time and they won't, they won't uh, write up any paperwork for that. Uh, outside of that, we don't—we're not really sure what happens. So, a bit of history about the um, the, the current laws or the past laws uh, in Amsterdam. So, uh, as you said, licensed coffee shops are are the only places that you can consume for personal use. And in fact, the one that we're in right now is the very first one that was legalized in 1975. Café Rusland, I think it's called. Rusland, whatever the accent is you're supposed to use. To clarify that, we actually, the guy upstairs showed us the sign out front. It actually had the 001 on it. Yeah. So it is legit. So here's a couple of things we know. Uh, in the 50s, the Dutch government introduced the Opium Act that included marijuana on the list of drugs that faced criminal charges. So that was about... Let's, let's put the criminal code in place for all these things, including marijuana. In 76, the act was amended and they launched the National Policy of Tolerance, which is what allows small use of marijuana for individuals. Um, and this was really done to distinguish between that, that line, wherever you decide to, to create it, the line between hard drugs and what they're calling uh, uh, softer drugs or uh, drugs with less risk involved. And this is where we see the onslaught of coffee shops. So coffee shops started uh, as a result of that. And in the beginning there were 1,500 of these coffee shops. Um, But what happened was the government started introducing laws and regulations. Uh, Now think about this in the context of what Canada will do. No advertising, no hard drugs, no access for anyone under the legal age of 18. No sales in excess of five grams, and no causing public nuisance.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy, there's another law we broke. (laughs) That's something we we haven't abided by. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Well, I just wonder how they police that, you know, but if you think about it, you know, um, I remember, uh, you know, alcohol prohibition began in a lot of ways for that reason. People in the streets, you know, domestic abuse, all that kind of stuff. Um, So if you broke those rules, uh, your license was revoked. And as a result of that, the number of coffee shops in 1997 dropped 40%. So the coffee shops dropped off. Now I'm going to jump ahead here. There's a whole bunch of stuff here, but... Uh, we are in 2018. So as of November of last year, there were, and I've read anywhere between 175 and 193 different coffee shops. So gone, it's gone down from 1,500. Yeah, yeah. And here's the current law. So this is what I like about this. I'd be curious to know if you guys knew anything about this. The drug policy is directed by the idea that everyone can decide matters of their own health. So in other words, the government doesn't believe they should be able to tell you You can't or can't smoke, you can't, you know, whatever. Sure. They're also influenced by the idea that hiding uh, potentially negative social phenomenons doesn't make them disappear. So in the context of this conversation, that would be drug use. But you see that also with prostitution, Mm -hmm. right? They don't, so their idea is if you hide it, it doesn't make it disappear. It actually makes it worse.
1: Yeah, they don't hide it. They don't hide it. it. Here, at all.
0: (laughs) Not in the least. Yeah. So they would argue that um, they would actually, they actually point to prohibition as, as having more negative effects than, than their current uh, law around how people use. So we are in the first coffee shop and we've seen a couple of these. We were chatting a little bit about this earlier and you made a pretty interesting observation related to the one we're in
2: versus a few that we've seen. In fact, I think this is the first one that we've actually come into where I was like, oh, okay this is this is what I expected because yeah. the first few shops we went into were, you know, it could be characterized as, as tourist traps they've got, you know, space cakes in jars in the window um, and then you go in and all of them, you know, they're, they're tie dye and they're, they smell of incense and they're trying to project this image of what a coffee shop is and and if, if memory serves I don't think any of these places served coffee did they? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't you could get any you know, variety of terrible-tasting gummies and uh, brownies and cookies. And it wasn't until we started to actually inspect the labels on this shit that we went, wait a second. Uh, why is there, in all caps, no THC on the back of this? Uh? So then we came to realize that p- potentially... Um, this stuff we were ingesting had absolutely no um, THC effect. Uh, however, I'm sure several of the folks that we were with thought they did, and I'm and I'm guessing that the majority of these stores that offer these items think that people will think that way, and therefore the word doesn't get out because like, I think a lot of people and just think it's happening because they're probably sampling it for. Right. You know, one of the first times in their lives, so they don't even know what they're what they're supposed to what they're supposed That's to right. get. Now, then we come here, and it is a completely different ball game. It is it is, um, you know, I I wouldn't say classy, but at least it's 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 a, a heck of a lot more structured. Yeah. They give you the all the different varietals. <laughs> they give you the effects of those varietals, and the pricing. Um, and it's doled out in a in a professional manner. You know, I would say
0: that if you didn't know this was this type of coffee shop, you could come in here, sit down, you you wouldn't know the difference. No. You, you could yeah. have coffee, you think it was a decent place, right? Yeah. yeah. What yeah. about you? Yeah,
1: you know, much the same. It's it's interesting how um, you know when you come into one of these places, and we've been into a few, and and to Steve's point of the, you know, you don't think about it because I mean, we kind of went through that with some of the other members of our party, where <laughs> you're not just ingesting that little bit of cookies, right? So you have that and then you smoke something and then you have some drinks. So you don't know whether it's working or not. You're you're just assuming it is, which clearly it's not. The other part that was really interesting, uh, and and Steve brought this point up uh, as well uh, over the last couple of days, I think the expectation that we all had was similar to what I think Canada is going to look like when when all of this is legal. That you walk into a store uh, that is you know fairly modern. There's bins along the wall on one side with all of your selections: your gummies, your candies, your this, the the stuff they're making now for the the edibles we haven't seen any of that yeah. like
2: yeah, that, hard
1: that find. yeah Legit. yeah like like yeah. that I, I even the you know the edibles are a big thing in the in this industry and the fact that we have yet to come across anywhere where you could walk in and get a handful of gummies or you could get this and that we haven't seen any of that uh, yet either at all so i don't know if that exists or because it's not legal technically maybe that's why it's we're not finding that
2: the other thing that i that i'm you know I probably don't know enough about yet but i find interesting is the is the, the the distribution of the kinds of sale so we're in a store where you can purchase pre-rolled joints and uh, space cake uh muffins but then you can go to another store where they can't sell that but they can sell seeds so i'd be interested to know like where that came from like why is there that differentiation and why would anyone get into the business of selling seeds. That that part doesn't.
0: I wonder though how much of that is the novelty game. Like so, so, so just to clarify some of the the laws as we understand them right now are, if you are a coffee shop that sells marijuana, you're not allowed to sell alcohol. You're not allowed to sell any of those other byproducts. Um, uh, Yet the store next to us right now is the, Front window is literally littered yeah. with candy and gummies and suckers yeah. and cookies. A and place to sell it, mushrooms. Yeah, like- yeah, yeah. Like, it's kind of crazy. And w- what I find funny about it is... Um, Space cake, first of all, is a term I'd never heard of before I got. Did you guys hear about that before?
2: No. I mean, I think I'd probably heard about it. Yeah. Um, but now, having been here, I'm like, <laughs> that is completely a gimmick. Yeah, right. right. And it's easily remembered. Yeah. And so when you see it, you're like, awesome, space cakes, let's get them. Yeah. yeah and it's crap. Yeah. Exactly. So what What do you
0: think now in relation to what's going? You just brought up Canada Al, and, <laughs> yeah. and how things are going there. When you think about what Canada is going to try to do, and now we're starting to see store designs. I think I've seen them for New Brunswick and Nova Scotia now. Very different than what we're seeing here. Uh, how do you, I mean, how does this compare to you? Like I would say this is the first time where maybe I'm looking at regulation and going... I think I like the way we're going to handle this a little yeah. better.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I think so too. And and, and I, I think it's going to be really interesting. I think we've been able to witness some of these models happening in the States, you know, when you take like the Colorados of the, of the world and, you, you know, where again, the, the the control of, I think the, the whole idea of the legalization and having these shops, you know, from knowing what it is you're getting, uh, which I think is great, especially with the issues we've had uh, on the streets with the fentanyl and everything else. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. that that knowing that that stuff is safe, to be able to go in and go, I'm looking for this. I, I saw a special on on this. I think when when Colorado started with their legalization in these stores, and I was amazed. You know, you'd walk into the store and it's like, I feel like I want this. I want it this kind of high, and it's like, oh well, then you want this and I want this and then the edibles and which is scary and on a whole nother level actually and my wife and I have had conversations about the fact that when this does become legal and I mean the, everything that you see uh, there's there's the fear side of it as well is how do you keep some of this stuff out of the hands of, of children who there's a big bag of gummies that you keep it in the shelf that are for mom and dad and you know you there's there's so many factors with it that I'm I'm really interested to see how it it's going to roll out but I do feel we're heading the right direction in Canada with the
0: way it's going to happen and that would be the reason why there is no packaging yeah. in Canada right like that's one of the reasons so you can't they don't want to make it appealing for anybody yeah. that isn't supposed to be attracted to this unlike what we're seeing here yeah. <laughs> you
1: know, it's very do, you,
0: do you think do you
1: think they're going to do the same thing like they do with tobacco though like are we going to see really crazy pictures of, of uh,
2: uh, warnings on the covers of no some because of these. Because, <laughs> <laughs> because nothing like the lung no lung disease cancer. has been attributed to <laughs> to marijuana use so they can't do it it's yeah. it's more medicinal than anything else yeah. uh, the uh, um, the, the other interesting thing, too, just to, to pair back again with the this, this store next door that's selling the garbage, yeah. is that that is something we were looking at when we first got here. Right. And on the back label was to find out, where, is the, where does it tell you how potent this is going to be? Yes. And that's where we discovered that there's actually no potency whatsoever. There's right. nothing in it. Yeah. Um, but I think that's going to be, you know, obviously because... The 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 government uh, stores are going to be federally regulated. I think we will see a lot more. We'll be better educated yes. on yeah. how we're able to consume these products. I mean, I, as a parent, yeah. uh, like yeah. that's super important to me. Yeah. I would yeah. want to know uh, what what could potentially be consumed. Yeah, you what, know?
0: what's in there? It's funny you say that. We've had we've talked to a lot of parents, and you know, I've heard multiple points of view on on the whole thing as a parent. And, and for parents that I think are not familiar with it or don't believe that their children are, I think there's this big fear of, oh my god, it's mm-hmm. going to be everywhere, it's going to be everywhere. But the, the upside, if you want to choose to look at that one, is that with regulation comes safety. Now I would argue that, that people that are worried about what their kids are going to be exposed to are going to be exposed to it mm-hmm. anyway. You know to some degree right. there's groups of kids that just manage to stay away from it and that's amazing yeah. um, it but now it's kind of forcing the conversation right it's forcing parents to go shit what am I gonna say to my kids I don't know if you've had the drug talk with your kids yet how old are your kids
2: uh, 17 and 14 okay yeah they're to them they, uh, I'm not worried about it with them yet however if they follow their dad's life <laughs> we're in deep trouble <laughs> So did your parents talk to you? Oh God, no, no. I my parents are no. you know in their nineties. They wouldn't have a clue what was going on. That's why I was able to get away with everything that I got away with. <laughs> what
1: about you? Um, you know, my uh, my youngest is uh, he's uh, turned twenty now. So you know they've they've obviously we haven't really had the conversation, but. Uh, what, what, what I'm happy about, again, is going back to what I mentioned earlier, is the fact that, listen, most of these kids are going to experiment with it. They're going to try it. I'd rather they're able to go in somewhere and buy something somewhere that I know isn't going to uh, do anything other than put them on a couch with a bag of Cheetos. <laughs> do you know what I mean? And and, and knowing where it's coming from. Yeah. And and that's the biggest thing for me. We can probably all sit here and talk about experiences we've had where we probably ended up with a, at a buddy's place, uh, you know uh, having a having a joint and going whoa what was in that yeah. that was not a pleasant experience for me I like to know and the education side of it uh, and I'll tell you in, uh, in Alberta um, so I have my medicinal card and um, which lots of people have but uh, But the education process that I kind of just naturally had to take through that of finding out the differences between the Indicas and the Sativas and, you know, the THC strength and the CBD and what works for what it's up, has actually been really good because I feel like I have enough knowledge about it now where I will go okay I know what to expect from this and I know what to expect from that and to Steve's point I think he's right with it being federally regulated we're going to have all of these things you know honest. you're going to know everything and once you know I mean knowledge is power in that sense of of at least being able to to control it so I, I really don't see a downside you know and you know we've been traveling around uh, Amsterdam here for a few days now and um, <clears throat> you know I haven't had issues and seen anybody um, you know uh, getting all fired up and riled up or uh, you know arguing or, or fighting and whatnot like that's just not a thing with that it's it's chill have a coffee have a beer have a, have a, a joint and, uh, and giggle yeah. like that's the extent of it I- right
2: I'm I'm fairly ignorant in this area because I'm not a, a smoker at at my age now but you know I I wonder if um if if the government is regulating the potency of the pot that is sold in the stores, does that create another black market where, you know, kids are going to go and find the stronger stuff?
0: You mean here or in Canada? In Canada,
2: yeah. Like, yeah. I wonder if that if that's now the reason for the black market is to get the better stuff, or, yeah. I, you know, I don't know how it's well, yeah, I think I think
0: there's going to be this touch and go area
2: probably for a couple of years,
0: right, where they're going to feel it out and see what adjustments need to be made. I don't think anybody is, is going to get this right straight out of the gate which is part of the reason I like the idea that the provinces are doing it differently. I must admit that initially I was like why what this is ridiculous. Why don't we all just decide what the yeah. rules are and abide by them? But the benefit I think to having each province try to try it in subtly different ways could be that somebody gets something right and we can all go, "Oh, we got to do what they're doing now." Yeah. Or that or you know, or conversely someone gets something wrong and we have to go, "Oh shit, don't let anybody else do that. Yeah. Um, so I guess it remains to be seen. I mean, I think one of the things that you're alluding to that I find quite interesting is that there is a very tolerable attitude to it here. I mean, yeah. I was expecting, like I think many people are when it becomes legal in Canada, that there's just people roaming the streets smoking weed all the time. Yeah. And in fact, the only people I think we see really doing it are tourists. Yeah. Yes. I mean, so far as I can tell, right? That don't know sure. any better. I mean, we came to this coffee shop today. It. I would argue that it, first of all, we should probably describe it, but I would argue that it's the most civilized one we've been to. Yes. There's some locals hanging out here. They're rolling upstairs. They're sitting down having coffee. It's very, very relaxed. Um, the store itself, I mean, as I said earlier, you come in, this could be any coffee shop. It reminds me a little bit of a second cup, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I think it's the color scheme. It's got that, that sort of dark leather and, and beige stripes on the walls. Uh, we're sitting in a very comfortable room right now downstairs, you know, at a, a table with uh, T-shirts and stuff beside us. You can buy uh, souvenirs, which I might. Yeah. Um, uh, so like, this is a very nice store. Yeah. Conversely, in Canada, have you guys seen some of the some of the store designs yet?
1: No.
0: no. So um, they're all very like esque At least the ones I've seen, you know, very white, yeah. clean, yeah. Yeah. very sterile. You go in, um, you know. So far, what I've seen is that there will be a, a queue, like a waiting area, in all these stores, with uh, posters, and the posters are things like, relax. Uh, Clarity, or something yeah, something like yeah. that. So, so the posters divide the, so if you're a non-user, an uneducated right. un- un- ed- user, the posters will divide the experience up by almost the feeling, versus like what the cool. technical side of what you yeah. need to know. Yeah. And then somebody will fill you in. Now that's one of the things I'm finding odd about this place, or any other places, you have no idea what you're getting. No, no.
1: It's you know
0: what it's similar
1: to again if you go back to your teenage days where you know somebody somewhere you'd be hanging out might have a you know a couple of joints and whatever. You have no idea what that was. You have no idea what it was going to do to you. And that's where I was amazed when I started to learn more about it and the different types and and the different potency levels and and you know so our parents, you know, marijuana uh, had a very low THC level, yeah. um, now you can routinely buy stuff that's you know, 20, 22, 24%, which is pretty high for, for THC levels, and, yeah. and to Steve's point earlier, it'll be interesting to see if somebody tries to take that you know, even higher and, and higher, and if that becomes more of a black market thing, but yeah. I almost feel like once these shops came into play, and seeing it in the States, that that's where like it was the shops themselves that were starting to take it higher and the strains and the different types and yeah, yeah. you know the moods and this and that like I it's it's mind-boggling to to keep up on all of that stuff but it's going to be interesting to see when it uh, when it all gets rolled out.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Actually, the thing that I'm uh, enjoying more than anything, and which kind of surprised me about this entire experience in this coffee shop today, is just the casual indifference toward the entire experience. Yeah. Like uh, you just you order a couple of things and they pass it over and it's no big yeah. deal. And then you go out on the patio where people are forcibly having to consume it cuz that's the only place they can do it. They aren't giggling, you know. Yeah, right, there's right. there's not a bunch of people there who think they're getting away with something. <laughs> yeah. You know, they're just yeah. they're just enjoying their day like yeah. like having a coffee or having a drink yeah. or it's not the cultural experience is not one of Ooh, look what i'm getting away with yeah. you're not you know they not not everybody's trying to you know relive their childhood they're just getting on with their life
0: and do you think because uh, my guess would be that when it goes legal initially there's going to be a bit of that you know, I think yeah. there are going to be people that are sure. going to be like, oh, this is, yeah. look what we're doing. Yeah. And then it's probably going to find its its place, which of course it's done here. But there seems to be no stigma no, attached no. to it at all here.
1: As a matter of fact, I was just going to say, I'm finding it weirder seeing people walking around and sitting around openly smoking cigarettes here. Oh, yeah. That seems more weird to me than, than anything, because right. here it doesn't matter wherever you go and in the shops and wherever like smoking cigarettes is free but the the smoking marijuana it's like hey that's that's no big deal and you're right there's there yeah. is no stigma that goes with it whatsoever so if you want to enjoy it you know this is definitely a place to just go hey whatever i'm you know i'm gonna do as uh, you know when in amsterdam
2: yeah
0: right? <laughs> so we're talking about 40 plus years of uh not legal use but certainly decriminalized use um who knows when the stigma uh, started to settle around it in in this country. How long do you think it'll take in Canada before before we get over it and and just it's just part of
2: I don't think you'll ever have people I mean people won't be as from what I can tell going to be out on a patio smoking weed in front of the store. Uh I don't think the government's ever going to allow that to happen. So I think it's still going to be you know stigmatized in our country i think people are still going to look down their nose at it uh in public in the public space for sure whereas here it's just and it's the other thing too that i wanted to say just the last time is gender like you know women men there's no there's not over dominant men it's everybody it's just very casual it's just accepted, and I would love for Canada to get to that place, but I just I don't think we're that kind of culture. Yeah, you know, I I, I don't think we can ever fully get yeah. there. It yeah. just seems everything here just seems so much more laid back, cool. Yeah. Um, so that's part of it for
0: me that I quite like, but I I think I think based on what I'm seeing, I'm starting to really like the idea of regulation a lot more than I thought.
1: Yeah. Well, and and you know where it's going to be interesting, and and to Steve's point, and and yours as well, I I agree. I I don't know if we ever get to a point, at least in our lifetime, where it's just accepted as a thing because, you know, there is a stigma to it and and people will still, there will still be some judgment. I think there's also the area that that people aren't sure how the regulation is going to go as far as that. You know, in my mind, I think that, well, I look at it as, as like alcohol, where I can't walk down the street, at least in Canada. Uh, and just consume my alcohol. I can only do that in certain places. So marijuana, much the same, Uh, you know, talking about being back in Alberta, and uh, right now there's a conversation in Calgary with the city of Calgary about Stampede. And uh, what's that going to look like with, you know, there's always a couple of big outdoor concerts, right? So they're talking now about having a smoking area, uh under some tents where just like a beer gardens you will have an area where you can go and you can smoke away um so yeah
2: look forward to seeing that
1: it's well so that will be interesting because you almost are going to have anywhere that you would make accommodations for people to have drinks I think you're going to have to make accommodations for people to smoke, right. and, and because that's what we're used to. So that regulation, so all of that stuff. I think when that becomes a little more normal, maybe it'll feel a little bit normal. But yeah, I don't anticipate us ever getting to a point where, you know, people are running outside, you know, to have a, a, a smoke break. Because again, you wouldn't, or at least you shouldn't, be doing that at work and running outside in the alley and having a beer. So I think you have to put the two of them together and go, well, where you wouldn't allow yeah. alcohol consumption, yeah. then you probably would not allow the you know consumption of marijuana.
0: Yeah, I feel like the, the, the big unknown for all of us is this idea, I think, Steve, what you were saying, this you know, it's legal and everyone's gonna, all of a sudden going to feel like they're getting away with something. So there's going to be this group of people who will, you know, I've heard for sure people that say, well, I haven't tried this before, but once it's legal, I will. Yeah. So you'll get that. Then you get the people that the novelty of it will just be, well, let's just go do it because we can. Yeah. I am very curious as to where things will will settle. Um, and based on what I'm seeing here, I mean, if, if you could ever get to that place where it's just sort of like um, part of the culture um, and you're not getting away with something, as you said, then maybe it'll be similar, you know? I
2: think the, the true I mean, the true sign of it being destigmatized will be what I was talking about: this idea of being able to consume it in an open air space, yeah, right. in a public setting. Yeah. I, 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 like, I don't see that. I don't, I don't see the stampede having a pot uh, beer garden. You know what I mean? Yeah. A pot garden. I, I don't, I don't see that. I, because I think. I don't think our culture can handle that.
0: Yeah, you might be right. Certainly not yet.
2: No. Yeah, not yet. And somebody
0: else made a comment. Was it one of you guys, if that was today or yesterday, about just there's no... Um, aggression there's no everybody's just sort of like you know even keel that's
1: that's always been the thing right is people where I was like oh I don't know what's that what's that gonna do and 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 how's it and it's like have you ever been anywhere that around people who would sit around and get high and seen people get aggressive it's like that's that's just not a thing maybe the odd sliding off a chair or you know (laughs) (laughs) whatever but you know it's it's just everybody loves everybody, and everybody just chill, and everybody's having fun. And I'm not okay. saying that, trying to say that that's like a magical whatever. It, it, this this marijuana affects everybody differently, and, yeah. and how they do it, and in their consumption. But I don't feel that we're going to much like alcohol. And this is a really uh, you know uh, possibly ridiculous statement, but. Unlike alcohol, where you go out with the guys and and everybody starts consuming the drinks, and then there's usually one guy who's you know uh, wants to get into it with somebody else. Yeah. I've never experienced that when you're sitting around and and smoking marijuana and, and chilling out. Uh, that that all of a sudden people get aggressive. It's yeah. more just oh man, how many times have we heard that over this trip that we've been here? Oh, I love this. I love you guys, man. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. Like, you know. what do you mean? <laughs>
0: Well, look, uh, this has obviously been quite interesting. And as we think about what's going to happen in Canada, looking at what's going on here is an interesting comparison. Like it has sort of changed my perspective a little bit. But one perspective I would like to get is this guy upstairs that's working here at the store. So I'm going to stop. I'm going to see if I can get him to come down and maybe talk to us for a bit. And uh, yeah, let's, let's see what happens. Okay, so we're back and uh, and we're now sitting with one of the uh, guys that works here at the Rusland coffee shop How do you, is that, how do you say that?
3: Rusland. Rusland yeah,
0: yeah, okay. So uh, What he doesn't know is much of what we're gonna talk about, but I started off by asking him if he was aware that Canada was legalizing marijuana
3: Yes, I am aware. It's all over the news.
0: Yeah, what, so what are people saying about it here?
3: Uh, I don't know. I think people don't really talk about it anymore. We just know it. We're aware of it. But I guess they're just following what the U.S.
0: uh, did, I guess. Well, kind of. I think we're going to end up with more regulations than the U.S. currently has. But um, what can you tell me about this coffee shop?
3: Ruslan is the first coffee shop in the world since 1975. It was opened after the experience of the Mellow Yellow, which was an illegal coffee shop or bar. and then from there, the government decided to uh, control the dispatch of weed. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Ruslan was the first one. Uh, and yeah, so we are basically an, an historic landmark of, for the city and for cannabis culture.
0: And so, in Canada, when it, where, where now it's about to be legalized, mm-hmm. there's a lot of stigma attached to the use of marijuana. Yeah. Not so much here, right? Eh? Mm, no you have it also here yeah people yeah yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. among the, in the dutch culture you know people that smoke normally they're considered a bit lazy oh, yeah. uh yeah um but that's not yeah so on, honestly in the netherlands a uh, big a uh, big uh, portion of people that smokes are tourists so there is a huge tourist attraction uh, for it um to the limit that the government and the city of amsterdam right now is reconsidering uh, all their tourist policy and politics And try to uh, lower a bit the volumes of tourists coming to the Netherlands because they say it's too much. Uh, They're not able to control it anymore. And they're trying, yeah, to direct people also towards other cities. So Utrecht... They're all going to
0: come to Canada now. (laughs) Hopefully, hopefully. It's good for you guys. (laughs) So that's surprising to me. It almost... Well, Canada is opening up... Well, you could argue opening up the laws. You could depending on your perspective that might be different yeah. where here it's almost like they're changing to reduce they're going to reduce yeah they're yeah. they're limiting actually in the last uh, 10 years many
3: coffee shops uh, lost their license right. because uh, they enforce laws for instance a coffee shop cannot be uh, too close to schools or to hospitals so they enforce all these laws all right. in order to start to reduce uh, you know some tourists Uh, and clean up, especially the center of Amsterdam. Uh, Amsterdam is a city that is centralized, so everything happened here in the center. Um, And I may understand why uh, many residents may be annoyed by all these noises as well. Um, so I think the politic of Amsterdam and the urban planning is in general to spread out a bit the tourism and the people a bit also towards the uh, So m- most of the people that we've seen in the coffee shops yeah. are tourists. Yeah. At least yeah. they look... I would say 90%, 80% wow. people that sit in coffee shops, yeah, they are tourists. Yeah. Um, local people that smoke here, they normally pick it up and they will smoke it at home or will oh, smoke yeah. it somewhere else. Yeah. They will not spend so much time in coffee shops, no. So,
0: we fall right into that category. (laughs) And so, what's the difference? You were telling me earlier the difference between this coffee shop and like the store next door.
3: Yeah. Yeah, well, there are many shops in Amsterdam. There's definitely souvenir shops and touristic shops, and they try to sell uh, products uh, that are branded with cannabis or marijuana. They can be cakes, lollipops, candies. Uh, But just be aware, those uh, shops are not. Allowed to sell uh, cannabis products, yeah. only licensed coffee shops uh, can do that. So just be, be, be aware that there's,
0: there's some other. of us may have fallen victim to that yeah, one yeah, already. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: Um, so in Canada, I guess the government is going to regulate the use of All marijuana right. across the country. Okay. So the stores that you can buy it and will be government stores uh, for the most part. Mm. And if they're private stores, they're they're also regulated by the government. All right. so it's not like a dispensary
3: like in yeah. the U.S. Yeah. All
0: right.
2: Well, it started as a. Dispensary. It started yeah. as this,
0: yeah, sort of. Yeah. But the stores will be you know very big stores. You can go yeah. in you know and buy. You it's c- like a pharmacy. Can, yeah.
3: Because yeah. it's a government kind of. Yeah. Uh, public uh, space is not private owned right
0: well in some provinces it's privately owned but the governments uh, control the distribution right. right so yeah. it's it's still they still have a, 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 different a control as well i
3: suppose yeah
0: well so right. well, now what's happening all across the country is they have licensed producers yeah. that are licensed to grow yeah and the one thing that i've noticed that's different there than here is in canada every single strain that you would look to buy mm-hmm. You can get all the information on how much THC, how much CBD, everything. But here you don't really do that. No,
3: because exactly because the government can control the growth and the supply of cannabis, they can have also control on qualities, right? And give to the customer a proper indication of what they're going to smoke, um, which is very fair and very transparent. Whereas in the Netherlands, because we're working in a very gray area, big gray area, we don't really know what's coming and we cannot really test it. And so it's, right. it's, it's kind of in between legal and illegal and yeah. that, that creates a problem uh, to the customer uh, because they cannot really know 100% what right. they're smoking and the government cannot control what they're giving away. Right. So that, that's, for me, it's a problem. Should. Yeah. They should fix that.
0: So for, for us coming from Canada, it, I always thought it was legal here. No, and, no. and yeah. it's tolerated, yeah. So yeah. throwing so so is illegal.
3: Um yeah, and, very and very yes selling very is very illegal fashion, possession above yes. uh, 5 grams it is illegal. Um, yeah so it's only legal to sell it from from the coffee shop.
0: So have you ever been to Canada? No yet. No. Something tells me you might want to go. Yes. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yes, it's in the in the plan. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I think another year. I guess at some point Why this year. legalized, guys. Which uh, well, the, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Very soon, yeah. The,
3: is it, it going to be open to the tourists as well or or it's only for uh Canadians no. how does it work yeah. that's a
0: good, that a good question I mean I, I know in the state in the US there's different laws with tourists and and residents mm-hmm. I think in Canada as far as I know at least at this point uh, if you are there and you're you're staying in that province you can buy from the store yeah. and you can right. use be
3: like a liquor yeah. store yeah okay yeah. all right
0: just in a lot of provinces we're actually going to be selling in the same mm-hmm. stores or close to, it'll be regulated by the same companies that own the alcohol regulation mm-hmm. all right all right, all right. All right. Yeah. how long have you been working here
3: uh, less than six months now. Yeah.
0: Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Shop, yeah. yeah. So, you
3: worked at other shops before? Mm, no, not, 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 uh, no, not in coffee shops. No.
0: And so, working in a place like this, do you ever deal with anybody coming in and they're just crazy, can't handle it? Uh, yes, but mostly for alcohol, not smoking. Yes,
3: you yeah. Hear that? yeah, smoking normally makes people, you know, just tired and lazy and slow. That's the worst that can happen, you yeah. know, yeah. Uh, but I mostly face problems with people that is uh, under an uh, alcohol effect or other substances.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So uh, speaking of that, if somebody walks in here to purchase uh, from you, is there any regulations that, like can you look at somebody and go, you're really drunk, I can't serve this, there's nothing there about that?
3: No. I, I mean, it's up to me. I can decide. Could yeah, not sell okay. to anybody it's up to me okay uh, when it comes to alcohol yeah there is no limit okay. the only things I must check is their age so gotcha. they need to be above 18 years old <laughs> okay wow. which is a major era, a major age
1: in uh, in Europe yeah. Yeah, right, right. same as yeah. Canada most parts yeah.
0: Listen, I appreciate you taking some time to talk to us, and uh, it's funny. I just we, we've been comparing the laws in, in the Netherlands and Canada, and trying to figure out which one we think might be better or worse. I, I yeah. don't know, but um, I think initially for me, I thought the regulation might not be. Well, I wasn't sure what to think, and, yeah. and now that I see unregulated. Yeah, I think yeah. there is much. I uh, you know, you have a lot of pro
3: good points on, on on regulation when it comes to government regulation of a substance. You know, yeah. right now in in the Netherlands, uh, I don't believe. The government is actually getting a lot of taxes out of it, because they cannot control all the products. So I do believe there are some taxes, but uh, I do believe there is also a big loss, to be honest. So, because it's a booming business and economy, the government should uh, should look after it and uh, understand how they can also monetize their, you know. Well, it seems to be a big
0: part of the motivation in our country.
1: All the the motivation, I believe, in Canada (laughs) is the government taxes. Yeah
0: which makes sense. Yeah. Like, you know, why not? <laughs> well, listen, thanks for your time. We'll let you get back to your day.
3: Enjoy, cool. enjoy your, your day, guys. Thanks, Thank, thank you. you. <laughs> thanks, yeah. Appreciate it, man. See ya.
2: So what did you think of that? Yeah, I, I, I thought it was fascinating to hear him speak about the societal impact of deregulation of pot. It hasn't changed the stigma really at all. Yeah.
0: Yet, yeah, yeah, minutes ago, we were sitting here thinking that maybe there was no stigma attached to it, right. but perhaps that's a tourist stigma. <laughs>
1: right. it, it, and that, that was the part that I got where, where he said, you know, what was it, 80%, 90% of the people that come in here are uh, are tourists. And I noticed when we were having a coffee out front, the couple of people that came in, I mean, they were in, grabbed what they needed, and they were gone. Yeah. And, and granted, this is the first coffee shop we've actually stayed and sat at. We've also done much of the same, but yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought it was... Uh, you know, this was—it's—it's it's an Amsterdam way of life, and everybody does it, and and it's like no, this has pretty much been so far built for tourists, and there's yeah. still that stigma along the way, which again is mind-boggling to me because, um, you know, if you're just outside after you know the show last night and and you know lighting up. I, this will change because then I was just kind of like oh like everybody's doing this and now it's right. like oh no that stigma is still here too so
2: but the moral of the story is that <laughs> the only people he has trouble with are the people who come in who yes. were hammered <laughs> trying to buy yes
0: yeah, interesting and there's always discussion about that I tell you what why don't we go upstairs and I'll record the purchase of <laughs> of uh of something and then we'll discuss that and we'll get on with our day
1: right okay sounds great
0: Okay, so we're standing here in front of the menu, yeah. and we're looking at a computer screen. Yeah, we're gonna get something, yeah. And so here's what we're looking at here. All we've right. got we've got uh, weed information on the side here. There's one, two, three, four, five, six different kinds of indicas. Yeah.
1: Six
0: different kinds of sativas. So, well,
1: yeah. So we've got the just the the buds which we can buy. Yeah. And the hash, which is a big thing here. Yeah. Um, and then we can buy the joints. We can buy the pre-rolled. Um, we made this mistake the first day of getting it mixed with the tobacco, which we were not fans of. You can get that, uh, and then you can just get the pure.
2: Just straight, which is
1: what I think we're gonna get now. Okay. Um, So, uh, and these are pre-rolled joints. Come in nice little tubes. Yeah, uh,
2: glass tubes.
1: So we're gonna uh, we're gonna do that. What do we want to? So we have some options. So we've got the tarantula, which it says pro use only. You have to be a pro. <laughs> how do you do? You get a card if you're a pro. <laughs> like I don't know how we decide that. Yeah. Uh, so that, uh, that's like, that's 25 euros. So yeah. That's a lot of money.
0: It's a lot going on. Uh,
1: then we've got the, uh, the Kush, then we've got the Sativa and we've got the Indica. I think we stay away from the Indica because that's just going to make us want to sit. Yeah. And I think we should get a, uh, go with the Sativa. Okay. All right. So can we get a pre-rolled, uh, Sativa, please? And the process so, is simple because, so we're looking at computer screens here. Yeah. And the, uh, pre-rolled Sativa is, uh, what is it? Six bucks. Ba- six, six euros. euros. So there goes the cash. There it is. The Glass tube.
0: tube. It's literally behind the counter. It's yeah. like uh, it's like there's it's like lighters. I just Bought a pack of
1: gum. Yeah. And uh, there's my change, and that's it. And we're on our we're uh, on our uh, way. Literally, that's, uh, it was a very quick, easy very easy. Process.
0: Thanks, guys. See you later. Thank you, guys. Okay. See ya. Yeah. All right. So we've just come out of the store. We're back on the streets and civilization. And uh, how easy is that?
1: That was, uh, like, in, in all, and I don't know if this was good or bad, so really it's up to you to decide. But, I mean, that literally was as easy as going in and buying a pack of gum to, to go and get touchscreen, everything laid out there. I think, though, again, as we talked about earlier, you have to have a tiny little bit of a knowledge will make the experience better in yep. knowing of the different types of, of uh, weed and whatnot.
0: That's what I would say, like, if you didn't know, you'd have yeah. to ask a lot of questions, I yeah. think.
1: Yeah, and and the one thing about the government, and while, while we were chatting with our, our friend here from the uh, coffee shop, I was uh, showing Steve uh, online because I have one of the licensed producers in Canada, and, and they have an app because there's an app for everything. But the information you get when you go on a licensed producer um, provider is very detailed and and all of the so as long as you have that basic understanding then you really will know what you and i'm assuming that when this becomes legal uh within canada as steve said earlier you're gonna hopefully get all of that information when you go into to a dispensary or whatever and purchase that so once you do a little bit of knowledge and trust me i'm not a smart guy Uh, it didn't take me long to at least get a basic understanding about what uh, the options were. Sure. And once you had that, then, uh, then it was great. So.
0: so some arguments for regulations, some arguments for the way that the information is being handled. And as we've always said on this show... Uh, the one assessment that we can make, because it's hard to make any, to be honest, yeah. is that uh, more information is better. Yeah. You just have to get information and learn more about it, and then you'll be, you then you'll be able to come here and yeah. know what you're doing yeah. because they're not really telling you. Yeah, yeah.
1: And, <laughs> and even if you come here and don't really know what you're doing, yeah. Amsterdam's still a pretty good time.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Fact. All right.
0: Well, on that note, we'll uh, we'll carry on and see what the day brings. Thanks, guys. All right.
2: Thank you. Awesome.
0: Well, well, there you go. So. <laughs> You know, it was a couple of days in that in that city, and and that particular day was quite educational. To be honest, um, you know, I did a bit a little, a little bit of research before we arrived to get some sense of what the laws or lack thereof were like, and. Um, And our perceptions compared to the reality were quite different. Um, As we discovered, it is in fact not legal in Amsterdam at all. It's it's been decriminalized. And there are all sorts of rules uh, and um, I would say not so many regulations about that decriminalization. So we did discover that you can purchase legally in the coffee shops and you are allowed to consume in those coffee shops. But you cannot really consume in front of any other businesses, yet you are allowed to smoke willingly and freely in the streets. It's a very strange thing. And depending on who we asked when we were there, we got very different answers. Um, we did do a walking tour of the city later that day, and there was a very knowledgeable uh, guy that was, was t- taking us around. And there was, We found out that there was a lot of debate over which was the first coffee shop. And it, and it turns out there is some hair splitting that happens here. So the coffee shop that we went to was, in fact, the first legally licensed coffee shop in Amsterdam. There's a little sticker on the window and it says 001 on it. However, it wasn't the first coffee shop that was selling, knowingly and willingly selling marijuana out of the store before, uh, I would say, the enforcement turned a blind eye. And, of course, that coffee shop, I think, was called The Bulldog. It's very famous and very well-known. And they're still all over the city. But we found one. And the the license number on that um, establishment was actually 010. So that was kind of ironic. So lots of debate over who was the first. Um, I will tell you that my takeaway was that the rules seemed very vague there. Um, It seemed to be that the only people that used openly um, were tourists, Uh, And that has become a bit of an issue for people in Amsterdam. We were told by a few folks that there is in fact this effort to reduce the amount of tourism coming to Amsterdam because it's not uh, shedding the kind of light on the city that they would like to be shed. One of the things that surprised me the most in our conversation was our own perception of what was okay there was very different than the locals' perception. I think you heard it best that the guy that worked in the store told us that locals really don't look at it in a positive light, yet the tourists seem to think it's it's okay. So it was very confusing, to, to be honest. And um, there were varying degrees of experiences within coffee shops. So some were, like the one that we were in, were quite nice. As I said, this coffee shop felt a little bit like a second cup, and I say that only because of the color scheme that was used inside. But it was very nice, there was music, it was pleasant, the people were great, Um, very comfortable place to be. Others, not so much, Um, very small, a little dodgy, maybe not so inviting, uh, and and to some degree a bit intimidating. So from that perspective alone, I will tell you that my feeling was that what Canada is about to do, I have to think will be way better. And, And here's another example. You can try to make sense of this if you like. I can't, but this is real. So even though the coffee shops are allowed to legally sell cannabis, they're not allowed to legally buy. Now, I know that sounds strange. Perhaps it's a, it's a rule made by the government to help them from getting it in the first place, but as you might imagine, it's not really working. So what they do is they, they hire third-party resources to go and purchase the cannabis and bring it to the store. They, in fact, call it the backdoor policy. Once it's in the back door, they're safe and they're allowed to sell. The trouble with that, of course, is they don't always know what they're getting. There's no way of testing and there's no regulation from a health perspective to be sure that what you're getting and what they're selling is safe. As an example, when we were in any of those stores, there was no indication in terms of the percentages of THC or CBD. There was no clarity around uh, strength strains in some cases. And so you really didn't know what you were getting. And it felt a little bit like the black market, uh, to be honest, as we know it today. So when I think about what Canada is about to do uh, with licensed growers and regulated product, I definitely feel like what we're doing here uh, is better. A couple more months and we'll find out once and for all. You're listening to Turning a New Leaf, produced by the Village Soundcast Network. I'm your host, Sean King, and we'll chat to you soon.